to live and die in LA. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk live show. Thank you guys so much for subscribing through Apple Music, checking us out on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook Live, Twitch. Um, today we have a very special guest, <clears throat> Stephen Hill, part two. We can call it Electric Boogaloo if you want, but I'm very uh, glad to have him on. Hope everyone is doing all right, and uh, we're going to get to it. People from Australia, Germany, New York, seeing all of you all up in there. Welcome, welcome. I forgot to tell Stephen to turn on his comments to left or right, and he can uh, interact with you guys, but it'll be all good. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get into it. Here comes the one and only, and of course, we're going to talk about him being at Paisley Park last month for the Billboard Music Awards. Here is Mr. Stephen Hill. That's right. I, I have been at Paisley Park since we last talked, haven't I? Awesome. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's how people like doing. Uh, let me get this uh, uh, right away. If, if I repeat some stories from last time, just tug, just put your hand up, put your hand up, go like, no, we heard that one play it. Don't, don't. We'll try to do keep moving. Keep moving. 2010 on from where we were. But of course, stuff's going to come back from Rick James, from other stuff. And uh, yes. We didn't we didn't plan it this time. We're not going to be having a Prince out on T-shirts because you can't. No. And I was just going to, for Pac's 50th birthday, I'm wearing Pac and you're wearing the girl. Yeah. So the 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 thing is, um, the day that, first of all, it's amazing that Tupac is, uh, has been uh, uh, passed as long as he was alive now, literally because he's passed when he's 25. Um, but the day that the day that um, Tupac passed, um, I was working at MTV, and MTV's Rocket Jock was being taped was being taped in in um, in uh, Southern California, just below LA. And one of the first people I ran into the morning after he passed was Aaliyah, who was playing on the on the Rocket Jock. She was playing. She was played Rocket Jock. I think it was the Rocket Jock basketball uh, that fateful day in in September. So when I saw your Tupac shirt and my Aaliyah shirt, like. They're, they're, they were, they're connected in my head through that event. Intertwined, big time. So let's get down to it. Yeah, since the yeah. last time you were here, you were at Paisley Park. How did that all come to be with uh, Sounds of Blackness performing and you being involved? Well, uh, shout, out to, shout out to my, 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 my co coworker, uh, Mark Simmel, who really came up with an idea of like, really want to do something around Minneapolis, um, around, uh, what happened to George Floyd and 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 Flando Castillo, uh, and really the the people of Minneapolis have gone through so much. And then of course that was right after the the Derek Chauvin verdict, and so it showed optimism. So he, he mentioned doing something around that, and um, and Jamal was optimistic. And I was like, I know exactly where we can tape that. We can do that at, at, at Paisley Park. Uh, and so uh, I'm doing some work with uh, Dick Clark Productions. So that's how I got involved with the Billboard Music Awards. And so we. Uh, called up Jam and Lewis. They were down. Called up um, uh, my man Gary from uh, Sounds of Blackness. He was down. And Nesby, who uh, now does not live in Minneapolis, uh, she was down. And uh, called up our good friends at Paisley Park because I thought doing it there would be a great nod to Prince. Um, and uh, without making it too Prince heavy, uh, but it was really about Minneapolis. And you got to see, if you saw it on the Billboard Music Awards, look, I was, I was very happy to get 
acapella soul gospel music on network television and have it be one of the highest rate, rated moments of the entire show. Uh, so if, in case you saw it, we, uh, we get this sick drone shot that came from the outside of Paisley Park, went right. through, the, through the top of the Prince symbol and into the building, down through the back of Paisley Park. If you've been through Paisley Park, you're going like, wow, that's incredible. How's it been there? And if you've never been there, like, this is the coolest thing we get to see. And I know some people who like freeze framed the shots as the drone went down to see what's on this side, what's on this side, what's on this side. And then it shows up on, um, on, um, uh, it ends up on uh, Jam and Lewis. And what I want you to, what I really want you to know is that that was real singing. There were no overdubs. It wasn't taken into a studio. The mandate was, and it didn't have to be, because a lot of times on TV you overdub and you you make you sweeten it. Is that no sweetening? Whatever you heard that night in Paisley Park was what we put on the show. So if you go back and listen to it, that is truly sounds of blackness and Aunt Nesby uh, and Aunt Nesby's daughter uh, and everyone else doing doing their best. And shout out to Paisley Park. Shout out to the people there. Uh, to Mitch at Paisley Park, who really helped us get all of that together. Um, and the cool thing is, as we were setting up and doing rehearsals, they were doing tours of Paisley Park. And so people who were huge Prince fans uh, could come through and watch us rehearse and see something actually happen in that room where I know, you know, you and I have had so many great, great memories of, of, of Prince times uh, on, on that soundstage. So uh, and I appreciate I appreciate those those of you I see you in the comments who got to watch it and uh, and got to see the show. So it was awesome. Yes. It was incredible. I love just like what you were describing it, going through the symbol, taking the tour, and then bam, you're right there. Yeah. A great performance. Yes. You said getting gospel on prime time, huge. Uh, acapella gospel. And by the way, go to my Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow me, by the way, I'm Steve at Stephen Grant Hill on Instagram. If you go back there, uh, there's a shot at the very end that we decided not to use, but it's a brilliant shot of the drone going around around uh, around sounds of blackness going through them and then up through the print symbol uh at the top of the sound stage it is it is a bananas great shot um that uh that if you can check out my instagram instagram you'll go back and see that so cool just incredible i can't wait till we have like a device behind us or what we want to do in the future like we could be playing it with you on screen but we'll yes <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that awesome man like just so much for that to happen. Of course, Minneapolis needs our love. Paisley Park needs our love. So it all came together. Yeah. And Norman Lewis being involved. So yeah. now. Yeah. By the way, I want to say this. And I'm not selling tales out of school. That was the first time Jam and Lewis had been back to Paisley Park since uh, since 2016. So it was really, when I watched, when I, I, saw, I was there when they came in. And, you know, they're usually buoyant folks. And they were like, really, wow, this is the first time back. It's really, like, it means, like, it means something. It means something, but the, you know they're great, and I, I will I, I will take every top opportunity I can to remind you that Jam and Lewis Volume One comes out July 9th. July 9th, Jam and Lewis Volume One. Uh, the Jam and Lewis Mariah one is out. The Jam and Lewis Sounds of Blackness cut is out. Jam and Lewis Babyface cut is out. Uh, is there? There's one more, right? There's one more. There's one more cut that you've already heard, I think. Um, but if not, uh, I, I'm not allowed to say who else is on there. Luckily, they paid, they played a lot of it for me, and it's and it's kind of awesome. So. Incredible. Yeah, the Mariah theme dropped out of nowhere. So, love yes, it. And, it, I, and it I, I, I know it's not a Prince thing, but I, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, I helped connect the dots on that on that song, right? They had recorded a while ago, and so uh, 
I, I, uh, I was able to connect. Actually, it was it was it was a uh, Terry and Mariah's people to make sure that thing got done. So I feel I feel I feel like I'm a little I'm a little small part of the Jam and Lewis Volume One uh, yeah. with with artists Jam and Lewis and MC I love dearly. So I'll always fun to be a part. She's awesome. Yeah. And of course, Prince, Prince and her have a connection that she doesn't exactly talk about. And I, <laughs> so it's they all do. good. They no. do. I, I was there. I was actually there one night for one of the connections that where, where this is one of the, one of the parties at 30 at the, okay. I forget what order they come in, but it was the 31 and 21 that was out of, that was out of order. It was the one that was up here, over here in Beverly Hills, literally right over here. The booze um, house the, or the original. Yeah, the booze house. The booze house. Booze it was at the booze house when, you know, that was when he was taking people back to back rooms and having conversations with them about, you know, where the, where their faith was. Right. And so I, I was I was I I will not all I will say is the part of what she doesn't talk about, I was there for, for one of those conversations. There were two stories that she has, which you know, she had like she didn't divulge information. But yes. we heard about stuff yeah. from nineteen ninety one through 2001 before glitter and what happened after that, that he's always been there for us. So it's really yes. cool. Yeah. You know, and now jam and Lewis, of course, it was a busy week for last year, the whole change of management that was announced. And then yeah. the better news dropping music, which is what we really care about. That's what we care about. And the thing about in this, the jam and Lewis have said this for a while about this project. And if you listen to the baby face records, true sound of blackness and definitely they, what they, what they did was take all these artists and, put out music that makes them sound like the version of themselves that you want to hear, right? It sounds like a classic Mariah Carey song, right? He don't know nothing about it. It sounds like a classic babyface song. And so when you hear the other artists that are on there, you'll be like, oh, that sounds like a classic fill in the blank song as well. So I know this is a Prince thing, but it's about Minneapolis, Jam and Lewis. And I, 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 can't, I can't speak enough about uh, those guys' talent and camaraderie. It's still, it's all encompassed. We say all things Prince and Mariah is part of that. And so yeah. Oh, yeah. Lewis, for sure. Yes. You know? So that's what it goes down on to. Yes. Now, the last time we talked, we got up to 2010 and the tribute and other stuff that was going on. Now, when oh, was. Oh, did we talk? We talked. So we, so we talked to the tribute. The, two, the, 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 the So we talked on the details of that, right? We can go back into it. We can do No, like, no, no. They, 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 they don't want to repeat. I don't repeat stuff. People have raised up. You said that, Stephen. There's always stuff that always get to add it. But yeah, we had it. We talked about the Trey Songs thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that. So when was the next time you saw him in concert? Was it later that year when he was doing the Welcome to America run at Madison Square Garden? No, it? No, it was, uh, uh, I went to, uh, well, first of all, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but the night of the Prince, of the tribute that we got to do in 2010, he had a, uh, right, where? Right behind me, as a matter of fact, um, at uh, at uh, Soho House, he had a gathering at Soho House. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> when I walked in, Lionel Richie was there, and Prince was at the pan out piano doing a Lionel Richie impersonation of. It was either Easy or Zoom. No, it sounds funny. I can't stand it. No, no, it was easy. He was doing a Lionel Richie impersonation, playing the piano of Easy, and then they all everybody started laughing. And then he had a little, a small little show uh, in one of the back rooms. That look, as I mentioned before, you know, I saw him in 1990 when he, whenever he feels good about something, there's a great after show afterwards, right? When he went to the the premiere of Graffiti Bridge, all the instruments are set up. There was no show. He didn't feel good after that. So the yeah. fact that he played. 
after the Prince tribute and that was in such great spirits was 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 awesome. Um, yeah. Go ahead, my man. No, no, no. And it was, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those times you get to see him in a, in, a, in a small place and realize just how how much he enjoys he enjoys playing music for people. Yeah, it's just like tweeting like Sofia Coppola, like she was by the piano, she couldn't believe it. All that, yes. stuff. like, it's so funny because we talked about this before. Every celebrity just becomes a big old fangirl or fanboy. Yes. Every time they yeah. see him. Yeah. So obsession there at Soho House for sure. Yes, that's true. So the next time I saw him was uh, about a month and a half later. Um, month and a half later, I went to go see him in Nice, in France. I literally flew over for the night. Um, uh, he was playing a stadium in Nice, and then we all went over to Cannes for the after party. We all went over to Cannes for the after party. Uh, which, which was which was an after party concert. Uh, the thing I most remember about that is Shelby J breaking down brown skin. Shelby J broke down brown skin that night. India Ari's brown skin, so lovely. It was just so lovely. And the thing I remember about that night is two things. One, uh, uh, a guy bought magnums of champagne for every table in the house. Um, in honor of his girlfriend. Now, when I, when a magnum of champagne in this club in Cannes was a thousand dollars a piece, and there were uh, 200, 200 different tables, something like that. Bought a magnum of champagne or whatever champagne for each for each each table. And the thing I remember about it is that like when he got up on stage, because they allowed him on not, not while Prince was on, but they allowed him on stage to say how much he, you know, this is for everybody and this is for my love. The amount of love in his eyes for his girlfriend for whom he honored, I was like, damn. Like, that's, like, forget the $450,000 that he spent or $200,000 he spent. It was like, it's the love that he, it's the love that he had and he just wanted to share it. So I thought that was cool. Um, the other thing was during the Prince show, which is another funky after show. I remember, uh, I got I got my baby love. I got my brown skin. Um, uh, but there was a moment Prince was playing. I believe it was a guitar. And a lot of times when you see people turn their back on the crowd and face the band, it's to give them a, like a facial break, so they don't have to do anything, so they can just take a break from the crowd and just relate to the and just like close their eyes and close themselves off, right? And I happened to be on the side, just the side, kind of behind on the stage for the show, and. I remember seeing Prince turn around and look at the band as if to say, I, I remember thinking like, how great is it that we get to be here? Like, how much are we enjoying this right now? And you think like, oh my God, after tens and thousands of shows, the thrill that he still got playing music in 2010 in a small club like there's just no, and part of it is there's no breaks on stage, but the other is like just the joy on his face. I remember that. I remember that extremely well. And uh, uh, and then well, there was just and Frederick Gane, and we were all we were all we we went home when the sun went up. Oh, and I took I took my old boss from MTV. I took my old boss from MTV. Who happened to be in the south of France? That's right. I remember that. Shout out, shout they, out, Patty Were, were right. they from OV too? Your old boss from MTV was your old boss from MTV blown away. Uh, yes, yes, but she she had seen uh, she she was there when Prince played the MTV party back in '91. 
remember Prince played an MTV party back in 91. Uh, and I still have the shirt from it. Uh, I did not, I was not living in New York at the time. I didn't get to go to the show, but I got the shirt. That's what, that's what, that's what I got. That's what I got. That's what I got. It adds on to your t-shirt collection. You're like, I wasn't there, but I got the shirt. I got the shirt, got the shirt. Uh, and so 2010 was another, because he, he, that was welcome to America year, right? About to be, it was 2010, 2010 year about recording. Welcome to America is being recorded right now. Right. When was the tour? Tour was 2011 or 2010? 2010. But then when he went, after he did the 2010 tour, which you saw in Nice, then they announced um, Welcome to America, which was now, it was going to be in New York. It was going to be in Madison Square Garden, the IZOD Center. So now here it is, a different tour, the Welcome to tour over there. Right. So Welcome to America tour. Where did they announce that tour? I forget. Where did they announce that tour? It was, I think, at Radio City Music Hall. Uh, yeah, the uh, the correct answer is the Apollo Theater because he called me up and asked me to. He, I, I'm the person who actually got to bring him on stage that night. You know, yeah. you you got a weird like, you go like anyhow. This is you know, I get the energy when they talk. Out of out of nowhere, I wish I could remember who called me. It wasn't he didn't call me himself, but somebody said Prince would like you to Prince would like you to introduce him at the Apollo. I'm like what? He said he's not going to tell you what it's about. He just to say some words and then bring him on stage. Is he doing a show? He's not doing a show. He just wants you to bring him, bring him. Alana, you were there? Alana, you were there? Yes. And so, and so, and I was significantly heavy, heavier than I am right now. I remember, because I, I remember when I, I saw the tape a while ago, like, ooh, that suit is very ill-fitting. Um, but I remember, I, I, I wrote it out, and I wrote that story about seeing him turn his back to the audience and how much he got involved with the band. And so I wrote the... Um, I wrote it and uh, came on stage at the Apollo, and uh, Prince came. Prince came on, and then he uh, said, "For those of you come on the seat, it's come and seen a lot of our shows before, including Stephen Hill." <laughs> I was like, "It's real." So yeah, so I got, I got, I, I, look, I got to do that, and then later on, and later, oh hey, boy, you're seventy-seven. There you are. Uh, later, later on that night, again, got a call like Prince would like to go see some live music. And so it was me and two guys from Australia, two guys who have a podcast about Prince Peach Australia. And Black. Peach and What's Black. that? Yep. The Peach and Black podcast. Yes, yes. And so we were all in New York. And so we all went to have a bar somewhere on the, like, somewhere on the east side near 34th and just and talk about music and talk about live shows. And then all of a sudden it was time for us to go downtown. And this little, little, this little spot, this little, like, dinky spot in, 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 in the village. Uh, and just went and sat and listened to a lot, and listened to live music all night. And that, uh, all night is an exaggeration, probably for a couple hours. Um, and like just like that, we were all having a good time, and all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, that was really. And he was gone, and he was gone. <laughs> he, he was gone. He was gone. He didn't change clothes in the middle of the in the middle of the thing, but he 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 was gone. He was gone. Did you bring your foot spray? Because it was going to get funky. It was going to be funky. It bring his foot spray. That's right. There he is. Going to get funky. And did you go to the Madison Square Garden shows or any of the IZOD shows? So I went to the I, I went to the IZOD <laughs> I went to the IZOD show with the Madison Square Garden show. These are okay. Are these are the are these the shows where Kim got kicked off stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was at, I was at the show when Kim got kicked off stage. So that was a I was stage. There's a picture of me, Chris Rock, Kim Kardashian, uh, and someone else. I'm wearing a brown shirt, uh, which I could probably uh, I can't share my screen. Can I share my screen? All right, let me, see, let, me see, let me see if I can find this picture. Um, uh, 
so it, there was a whole bunch of us uh, who were who were on stage, and then she she this was during I forget what song it was, and he brought he brought Kim Kardashian back up to dance, and she's like I don't dance I don't dance. He's like get off the stage, get get off the stage. So wait a minute, yes this is two, this is 2011 right? Yes. All right, am I am I? Oh, I'm not sharing my screen yet. Have I? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can do this. Um, share. Share. Screen. Uh, she's. All right. All right. What do you see? Nothing. Nothing at all. No. I'm gonna cancel, cancel that then. That's not gonna work out. Right. Anyhow, no. the picture of uh, it's it, it, it's Chris Rock, Kim Kardashian, myself, uh, and uh, Chris's Chris's uh, former wife on stage, just like. Jamming, jamming at the one in the Madison Square Garden. Awesome. That, and there was one that when there was one that, uh, that and uh, that was when he had different awesome opening acts, and one of them was uh, uh, was um, uh, F U and CeeLo. Uh, CeeLo was CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green. I want to say Nardo Sparkly, but I knew that wasn't it. Uh, was was CeeLo Green? And <laughs> right, and CeeLo told me this. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can't curse before when you go on stage." I'm like, but my big hit song is called Fuck You. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he's on there catching catching himself. And so, uh, so CeeLo Green opened one of them. I think Sheila E was open for one. I saw Janelle, Janelle no, open, for, open for another one. Um, I can't remember the, all the places I saw Welcome to America. I have the tickets. I have the tickets strewn about somewhere. Um, That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. And I'll be fair because. Leighton Meester, a few days before, was brought up for Prince to sing Somewhere Here on Earth to her. So Chris Humphreys was trying to get Kim Kardashian to be serenaded in the same way. So Kim was expecting to be brought up on stage. But she, thought, she thought it was going to be for a ballad in like Leighton where she sits down. She yeah. had no idea that she was going to have to dance. Even though when she was being brought up, it was a fast song and she just stood there. She thought what what Leighton Meester got, she was gonna get. And yeah, it was it was not to be. It was it was a problem. It was it was it was the. I mean, it's on YouTube. You can see it. You see it. it was everywhere. The next day, Entertainment Tonight album. It led off their shows of him kicking Kim off stage. Like they made it the big story of the night. Yeah, it was it 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 it, it was it was funny. In a way, okay, I know I know how to, how to do this. I know how to do this right. I don't know. Let's try this. Uh, um, there we go. All right, so I can just do this. Um, where can I bring you back? You just see me. You, you see. You see me fumbling around. There we go. Uh, there we go. There we go. Yes, we see it all. There you yeah. go. There it is. That's it. <laughs> and I'm and I remember I was because you know everybody's jamming. I'm just looking around because sometimes when I go get somewhere, I just want to take it all in. Because sometimes when you're all in it, you you don't take things in. So literally, instead of me clapping or anything else, I'm just like, no, no, this is. And then somebody's just moving my ass off stage because you know I wasn't really dancing either. So there sure you go. What you gonna do? Then after those shows, because he was trying to do 21 Nights at the Garden and Izod, he actually took it to L.A. a few months later. And that's where he had 21 nights after he announced it on George Lopez's show. And then kept saying, 
over and over during the LA shows. I was trying to do this in New York, but they wouldn't let it happen. So, here. did you go to yeah, any I of saw, those? I saw three show. I thought saw three of the shows at the Forum in New York. Um, so because to, to bring to bring it back, so this this had to have been after April of of 2011 because. Uh, Mariah had, had her kids, right? And I brought, I brought, I brought, I brought their baby gifts out during that trip to go see Prince at uh, at uh, at the forum. That's okay. that's one of the things I remember from that. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it, by, and it, I, I hate to say this, but and, it, and it's true, and part of it's because I'm, you know, I, I, I I'm older. I lived in the moment at Prince concerts by then, and I but I didn't really remember specific things, specific. I don't remember specific things. Like I remember Kim Kardashian because that was a that was a thing, and the Chris Rock because it was a thing, and the CeeLo because he told me about it later. But from the from the Welcome to America, I just I was just going to as many as I possibly could, just just to jam, right? And every once in a while, he'd pull out a song that like he hadn't played before, right? Like something in your water you drink didn't get played that much, and then you're like, oh my gosh. Even a song that I wasn't, I, I would never been a fan of Free. Free from 1999 has never been one of my favorite Prince songs. But there's something cool about hearing it when you don't, you know, you know that's not one of the uh, the songs that that that, 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 that they hear a lot of. You hear a lot of so. And when he would do his little, you know, the sampler set as they call it, and he had blessed yes. to it. Or I got it. too many hits. Yeah, I got too many hits. That way, it was a, he was able to do a little bit more, bring in stuff just randomly, you know. Yeah, but yeah, those were fun shows. I mean, we weren't every every weekend through April, like through April through the end of May. We knew what the heck we were doing. We we're gonna be yeah. at the forum checking out a show for twenty five bucks or free or whatever. But it was yeah. Cool. yeah. Did you go any of the house parties of those? Those ones, those ones were a little bit smaller. No, I did not go to any of those. Only because I went, I went to those shows, and the person I was, the person I was with at the time, would not have enjoyed. Like, would not have been like it was almost kind of a drag to bring her like to the print show. So I was like, okay, you did that. I'm not going to have you go to the house parties and see me lose my mind. So we'll right. we'll, we'll skip that. Maybe. It was love. 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 Him adding up the things, and then. I'm trying to think of like just 2012. You know, he's doing different things. They're still they're touring overseas. He did Welcome to Australia. Not sure if you made it to those shows. I did not. I did not make it to Welcome to Australia. I did not. But we were getting the sound checks and other stuff. He'd be sending things over. Those were fun. And then here it is. He can keep doing it. Of course, he said it to me before. Um, that musicology afforded him the luxury that he doesn't have to tour the way that people normally tour, that he can pick and choose his dates. And he for sure was doing that. Whether it was MSG, then the forum, then a few dates in the Bay Area, then taking it to Australia. He, was, then, he, he did that with the hit. I mean, remember the hit and run tour was just like, I feel like playing this city. I feel like playing this city. I feel like playing this city. Um, yeah, 2004 was really the year that right. that cemented, cemented Prince as... Like he, he was always that, but you know, some people could say he had fallen off. But 2004 was the year that Prince became like you. You traveled. You do everything you can to see yeah. him, just like you did in the 80s and 90s. So then, after doing that, of other things, he did. He did to Chicago. So the Welcome to Chicago tour. He did Welcome to Canada. 
he literally was choosing these different places and I was just yeah. and then 2012 it's kind of done and then all of a sudden he's doing something that he wanted to do before but never did an all-female band and then call them third eye girl now when you were hearing about third eye girl and screwdriver hit and all this other stuff what were your thoughts on that simic charm kind of life um <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, 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 mind, but okay. <laughs> Look, I thought I, okay. I, I, uh, I, I did. I was perplexed. I didn't know, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna check it out. And I'm trying to think. The first time I ever saw Third Eye Girl may have been the Vegas shows where I saw you. Yes, may have been the Vegas shows, and my man uh, Joshua was 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 on point with them i think by that by that time and look when they came out with that uh with that you know what i call the the, the slow version of let's go crazy which is kind of like we will rock you and let's go crazy together i'm like all right i see what you're doing and any in any group of people that brings back endorphin machine any group of people that brings back endorphin machine i'm gonna be a part of i'm in my favorite up tempo Prince song of all time is Endorphin Machine. I may have said that before. If I not, oh, the short version is, and I, and I, I apologize if I said this before. First time I heard, heard Endorphin Machine was live at the Rex after the uh, after the Act Two tour uh, in ninety one or two or three. I forget where where it was. And I just remember being on that, being in that small club, hearing that, hearing Endorphin Machine, going like, No, no, wait, wait, what is what is what is this? And it was it was a few years before it came on the, on the record, right? It was like two years before it came out on a on Gold, the Gold Experience. And so yeah, Endorphin Machine. So anyhow, third, get back to Third Eye Girl. Third Eye Girl was a was was a. I actually had a conversation with him about Endorphin Machine once. So what I what I'm skipping, and I probably skipped this before. He did a small show at what is currently known as Up and Down. Um, in New York, used to be known as Nell's, which was his hangout. Um, my man Richie Akiva uh, owns it and runs it. He did a small show there, and I he had, he played Endorphin Machine for the first time in a, in a in a in a long time. The 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 bland the Michael Bland uh, and Sunny era used to play it as well, um, but he always loved that with a we always loved that with a trio. We always loved with a trio, and and you know you could put the keys on it, Tom Barella, turn it on. Um, but I just always love the sound of Endorphin Machine when and the Third Eye Girl to me nailed nailed that song. Let me stop talking about a song that some people have never <laughs> never heard of or heard heard more than twice. Yes, it was awesome. And I remember meeting you before the show. We're hanging out, and then of course, like he was kind of like paying attention to us during the show. And there was there was a girl that was mad. Like, why is he paying attention to them? Like when he when he saw us, because we were like kind of like next to each other, kind mm -hmm. of we were on a date that night. But very very interesting times, and of course, I saw I saw them. I don't, yeah, I saw the Vegas show. I think San Diego. Nope, that was the first show at Third Eye Girl that I saw. Then San Diego, then Anaheim. So I got to see them for a few times, but yeah. it was great. Yeah. They, yeah. I thought I thought I thought they brought it. They they brought something out of him. Not that it didn't exist before, but I, I felt he felt rejuvenated around them. I don't, I don't, and I don't know how to explain it or don't know why, but 
you know, he always, you know, there was never a band that was a, was, was a bad band, but something about that energy and maybe just energy he had changed in himself uh, made that period feel. And, you know, I, candidly during that, some of the time he made some of his best, some of his best, you know, kind of post nineties, uh, you know, no music, I, 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 you know, new music as well. I can't say I listen to it all the time, but on first listen, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is different than, I don't want to name another album because then people will get at me. It's like, that was a good album. They were adding stuff in. You know, you had The Breakdown, which ended up being on Artificial Age, and of course you had Plectrum Electrum. You know. Breakdown is among my favorite, forget favorite post-Plank songs. Breakdown is one of my favorite Prince songs of all time. I invite what year? What year was Breakdown? Thirteen or thirteen? Two thousand thirteen, but it didn't end up on the album until twenty fourteen. So, but the single came out in thirteen or late late thirteen. They did release um, something of that, but I believe it was in twenty fourteen. It was released as a single when he announced that he was back with Warner Brothers, and then the album released later that year. So twenty fourteen. But we heard in Vegas, he did open up one of the shows with the breakdown. Yes. And so, and when I heard it then, I, I was blown away. But you know, it's hard when you hear a song the first time. But then when I heard the the the, the recorded version, mm. I, I was like, I wondered if it was him playing a role or whether that really was about how he felt early on in his early on, especially in his career in life. And I've I've still wondered that. Um, I invited him to play that. I invited him to play that song. I'm like, I don't want to. Don't. People want to get you to, for retrospective stuff. I don't. I want you to play the breakdown, please, on the BET Awards. Uh, and he he politely declined and sent along uh, with his decline a very a very kind a very kind note, which I still have, just about support. Which anyhow, anyhow, this is anyhow, anyhow. And, got, I, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting challenged because I realize as we get through 2014, we're headed to 2016. So that's where I am right now. Nothing happening. Um, as for what that song is about, talk to Joshua Welton about it, for sure. I'm not going to bring it up on camera, but uh, okay. for sure, I'd rather have him tell you and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you had an interesting period. You had an all-girl band with him. He performed the Billboard Music Awards that year. In uh, 2014 as well, but um, you know these shows were just. Oh, he loved that performance. That's right. He loved that performance. Actually, 2013, but yeah, like because he did um, fix your life up and all that other stuff as well, and recorded the video for fix your life up after the San Diego show, the second night. So I think we had so so and I'm and I'm getting the years mixed up and I apologize. We had Janelle Monet on the BET Awards, and he was uh, can I say what it was? He was advocating for a certain thing for her, and so we we actually had a we had a phone conversation uh, around. And somehow we got t- talking about the Billboard Music Awards. He said, like, whenever I, he, like, so he said, like, whenever I want to feel good about myself, I go listen to that Billboard Music Awards performance. I love the way that sounds. I love everything about that. I love the way it sounds, the way it felt. I just call up and I forget who he said. Was it Larry Klein or Robert Eaton or somebody? He's just like, I just, I just call him and say, I love this. Like, I love this. I love this performance. So. Awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, and he was fans of from Janelle, from Erica Badu, and all that other stuff that was going out at the time with the song Queen. Did um, I talk about? Did I talk about our first conversation about Janelle Monet last time? No, I don't believe so. But let's go for it. So, so, so Janelle Monet. Uh, there, there was this thing called uh, like like R and B Mondays in New York, where there's a club in, in in Times Square, and sometimes labels would bring their new acts to perform. And we'd go there and, and check them out and see what's coming on, see what's coming. And you know, a lot of people got like polite, polite applause. Janelle Monet, who I'd never heard of, comes and does one of these R&B Mondays, and she does. Oh my god, this 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 story pings back and forth. But she does like when she came out and she was in the black and white and she had the real the pompadour, and she comes out and does that. And it's really hard to get a music industry audience to like stand up and like and. We just we just lost our minds, and so I got the got the uh, Metropolis, whatever the CD was out that time. And at some point in time, I I, I come out to LA, and, and 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 Prince and I, I wish I could remember how we just all I remember. You know how you wake up in a dream? They say this in in in, in um, Inception, like all of a sudden you're in a dream and you're you're at somewhere and you have no idea how you actually got there. And if I feel that way about sometimes when conversations that the Prince and I had had, like. I don't know how we got there, but we started talking there. And I remember exactly where we were in this club. And I was like, yo, heard about Janelle Monet. And he's like, yes, I just wish she'd sing more jazz. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? I haven't gotten that vibe at all. And sure enough, I found out later she had sang jazz. But that's before that's before Prince had met Janelle, had met Janelle, Janelle had met Prince in person. Because I, I went back to New York and like, I, I saw her somewhere. I was like, Janelle, Prince and I had a conversation about you. She goes, Prince knows who I am? You know, back in, like really in her, in her early days. And then, of course, they became the best of friends and, and, and collaborators and, and, and partners. Um, but yeah, Jan- Janelle, Janelle killed it that night. And they, they were simpatico. And of course, she was part of the tribute in 2010 and the tribute we did in 2016 which I guess we'll talk about. I'm sure like she's blown away. And of course they had a relationship, like even, I don't think it was like a birthday or something, but there was like flowers sent to Janelle for something, I think in 2014 or 2015. And she made sure it was like videotaped, like when the flowers arrived for her and then someone did, it was like a a telegram or whatever. And they sang like kiss to her. I love it. I love it. I love it. So she she was obviously a big fan, of course, like that whole thing, like he knows who I am. Just one of those awesome stories that you love to hear about. Yes, yes. So yeah, I mean, and we have this stuff, here it is. You have artificial age out, you have plectrum electrum out, it's doing well in, in our sense of the music being out. It may not have charted well or done other things, but it's about sometimes it's just getting the, the, the things out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love I love the breakdown. I love the song Time. It was a very adult album. This could be us. All these other things that were on there. A little bit of that weird funk with uh, the gold standard. And I didn't I didn't appreciate it at the time. I have no problem saying this. I did not appreciate. I did not. I, the breakdown I appreciated the first time I heard it, uh, both live and on record. The rest of that record I actually went back to as I was putting together things for my per- first. Um, uh, loop obsession that I do on Thursday nights on IG Live uh, for the first Prince one. I uh, I really went I, like I, I went back to especially Artificial Age and I was like, wow, that's 
Wait, what? You, you, that, you, you didn't mean to do that, did you? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so, so, so and, I, and I went back and, and just sonically and I'm trying to think of the song, the song that I just looped the intro of and played the intro like back and back and back and forth. But right. anyhow, good stuff. Had to get rid of that thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all good. Like sometimes I know it was more people when Hit Run Phase 1 came out, they were more upset by that than when Plectrum and Artificial Age came out. But you had these things going on and then here it is. He's finally doing something. I mean, when Artificial Age and Plectrum came out, the only thing he really did was that 12-minute performance on Saturday Night Live where he did a few songs from each album and had a... Um, what year was that? What year was that? 2014. Where Chris, Chris Rock. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there and went and, and, and he had and he had his own he had his own after party as opposed to went to the SNL after party. Uh right. at I think it was a butter. I think it was a, not the not of the old butter that we used to be, but there was a new butter. And so uh we we were over there. Uh yeah. Oh, oh, that was twenty four. That was twenty fourteen. Yep. And he wouldn't come out. I remember he wouldn't come out. He didn't come out for the good nights. And uh, the host, the host was less than pleased. Was less, was less than pleased. Right. Were yeah. you there for when Saturday Night Live had their like the uh, 40th anniversary or, or whatnot? And then no, came, no, yeah. don't. I did, so I have very few regrets in my life, but my. One of my biggest regrets was not trying to pull more strings to get into that party. Okay. I, that is one of my biggest regrets that I did not pull strings to try to get into that. And in right. 2015, you went to the Jordan party, right? I did. <laughs> there is video of me on stage at the Jordan party. Okay. Now that was video on stage. The he was being, he, so he was being managed by uh, uh, a man by the name of now a film producer named Manny Haley. I don't. I still to this day, and I've known Manny forever. Um, and I remember when I heard that Manny and Prince were connected because Manny used to manage uh, Keisha Cole, but now he's a film producer, uh, and Keisha is near to, near dear to my heart. So I've known Manny for a while. And well, actually, that's not true. Prince liked that Manny was his own independent black man manager and did his own thing and was into independent uh, execution, and so. Prince gave him, gave him that nod. So I would. There's no way I ever got to that party. I'm, 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 me and Michael Jordan are not tight. Uh, so he's the, he's the only reason I got to that party. And it was, what? and I was on, and and well, he, he actually he actually pulled, <laughs> you know, like like in Vegas, like you know, he plays and he 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 motions to me come on stage because he know I'm gonna make he he knows I'm gonna make a fool of myself and he can laugh about it later. So. Sometimes I do, do that. Right? What are you gonna do? Do you want to elaborate why you and Jordan are tight? No, 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 no. I just, I, I've never known him. Like I, I, that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay. That was, that was a joke. Like, like that. I'm sorry. What I meant by that was it was one of the most secured parties that I've mm -hmm. ever been to. Right? There were right. like three okay. separate checkpoints. You couldn't get in. And so my point is, the only reason I got in is because Manny took care of me. Actually, no. The only reason I got in is because Manny came out and got me. He came out and got me for that. I owe Manny a lot. Like I owe Manny. I, like I, you know. Let me let me just stop. let me stop. 
it's all good because that was like NBA All-Star Weekend and it was the Jordan party. And then I hit up Bomani Jones because Bomani loves him some prints. I hit him yes. up early in the day. And I went, yo, man, you in New York? And he's like, no, nah, man, I, didn't, I decided not to go. And he's still in Miami. And I went, dude, Prince show tonight at Jordan Jordan's party. And he's like, are you serious? He's like, I'm going to be missing Prince tonight. Like, here it is. He's supposed to cover the NBA. He loves the NBA. No, I'm screwing it. Skip it. And then to know that Jordan is having his party and having Prince perform at it. Bomani yeah, was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. You know, and that was an awesome party. It wasn't the last time he played in New York, but no. it seemed like the shows in New York were more private. And we'll get into it was that. A, it, it was the... I think that may have been the last show that I, I thought that may have been the last show I saw him play in New York. He did something around the book announcement, right? Yes. And I was in Los Angeles when he did that in New York. So I was not part of that. So the Jordan party may have been the last time I saw him yeah. in New York. Right. It was not the last time I saw him perform live. We'll get, we'll get to that as we get to 2016. Right. Uh, now I'm like ending up regretting it. Now I just want to get past it, but um, we'll get there. I know. I yeah, know. The party that was like 2015, February 20, February of 2015. Yes, and trying to think about other stuff that was going on because he was starting to tour. I think they went back overseas or whatnot um, for some hit and run shows with Third Eye Girl. But at that time, you had Cassandra. O'Neill on the mix. Joshua was in the mix. He added Liv Warfield back to it. Sometimes yes. had horn players back in the mix of it. And they were still doing, they were doing some shows in the U.S. as well after they did the U.K. shows. Wait, did we talk about, I saw somebody put this up in the, did we talk about City Winery? We didn't, did we, did we, talk, we talked about City Winery last time, right? Like we didn't get there with, with it because that was with the horn section. That would have been 2012, City Winery in New York. Oh that my was, God. After he did, it was actually 2013. After he did Montreux, yeah, City Winery. Best, 2013. City Winery was the bet, possibly the best New York show I ever saw him do. That's so incredible because all the shows that you saw, and we're talking about early Prince and all these other things, and to you, that's one of the best shows you ever saw. It, it could be that one it because he was so laid back. He had Luke James on that stage, Liv Warfield. I'm leaving someone out. I'll quickly tell the Luke James story. So I've, I've known Luke James since 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 he first came out. Uh, he's just one of the phenomenal voices. Uh, we, of course, cast him in the new edition story for uh, for BET. But I, I hit Luke like two days after. I was like, you want to change the Prince? He's like, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. He called me and asked me to come on stage. I'm like, do you understand the significance? He's like, no. I said, dude. And I ran through the whole thing like, Prince did falsetto because he likes the way women's voices move. So for his first two albums, like he was only doing falsetto because he wanted to imitate a woman's voice. He does not mess with male voices. He right. just doesn't, right? The BT celebration of him in 2010 had only female voices right. with voiceover by Stevie Wonder because that's the one male he does appreciate. But it was it was Alicia Keys, Esperance Spaulding, uh, Janelle Monet. And Patty LaBelle, it was female for a reason. The fact that you as a male were on Prince's stage at his invitation is a big deal. He was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't understand that. But the Sydney Winery show, I, I remember it was laid back grooves. He was utilizing the horns. But, um, and again, 
John Diaz was at that was at the City Winery show. Amalia, yes, August of 2013, because I believe it was the same night as the Alice Smith. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, he loved him as Alice Smith. He loved as everybody is, as we all do. Um, uh, it was the same night as the as the MTV Awards of that year. But yes. the song I remember most from there is a song, and it's the only time I ever heard who do this song live. Player. When he got those horns around him and he played dark, when when Prince laid into dark with like 17 horns on stage, you're like, oh, that's what the horn section's for. And I've always appreciated that song, but that night gave me a a new, like I I revisited that song and it's a revisit that's still going on with me like eight years later from dark. And anybody who listens to me on 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 sunglasses, soul music, or loop obsession knows that I get, and I just I just loop the first song. So Anyhow, don't get me started. Don't get me. I know I know we're short on time, so I gotta. Hey, you gotta be somewhere. I do. Sadly, sadly, I do. I, I do. So I, I they do. know it. So they know, like, I was prepared if we needed to go. So that means we may have to have a part three. We'll see. I'm going for part three. And I, I promise I'll, I will schedule a time when there was, when we, we where I have a, a cordon to expand. It's all good. Because, like, back to 2013, when he did, first he did a little bit before at the iHeartRadio Awards, where he did um, Sweet Thing backing up Mary J. Blige, and they did nothing but put you together, yes. you know, in Vegas. Yes. Then he did Jimmy Kimmel, where he did Rock and Roll Love Affair. And then off air, he did, although there's a little bit of it. Of right. And then they did the Sayers Club the night that night after Kimmel, and then two nights later. And then one of the nights, he did Dark. But that place was so small, he had to have the horn section in the in the aisles. He said, it's now, it's Prince and the TNP. And oh. too many people. <laughs> and that show oh was my god because he performed dance electric with andre simone for the first time oh wow in decades and i felt the la crowd because there was no cameras allowed and of course andre wishes that they weren't doing it but i thought <laughs> it was lost on the la crowd what was happening because i'm sitting next to andre and then prince whispers in andy's ear when they're going to dance electric like give him give him your guitar and then here it is. Andy gets off stage, goes like this, and then just points to Andre. And then Andre literally, no rehearsal, because that was our first time seeing each other in a while. Wow. They wow. Up. Like it was 1986 and it was First Avenue. Ridiculous. Wow. But wow. That is spectacular. That is spectacular. Just There's so many great moments of so many great shows. Like I know we're coming to the, uh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll save, 2016 yeah. is, is special. So maybe we'll save yeah. that until next time. Yeah. 2016 and then on let's set it for that that we know and the next time i have a little bit of time so this one will be a fun show just talking about you know 2015 now when was the last time that well so you saw him at the jordan party 2015 i did did you see that year i don't remember i remember the jordan party and i remember the, the person i was with she snuck it she snuck in a camera and that's the only reason there's a picture. There's a, there's a video of me on stage. Uh, uh, fascinating. Anyhow, um, I don't remember what else I saw because because 
SNL was 2014. Right. Yeah, now, I don't remember what else I saw. Uh, the show that we did before that was close to four hours, we covered everything from the beginning up to 2010. So anything like the Gainsport or the Super Bowl, we already did cover that last. Gainsport! <laughs> Gainsport, that's right. That, that was that was pre. Gainsport was pre. That was fun. I, so, bought, my, I bought my own ticket. I'm not on a guest list. <laughs> there you go. Now, 2015, after the Jordan party, nothing is hitting you right now when you saw him again? Did you No. Ever well, no, no. I, I know I saw him in 2016, but that, we're going to save okay. that one. Yeah. But I'm sh- what did he do that? What did he do that summer? What, what happened that summer? 2015? Well, it was just basically they were doing some shows with Third Eye Girls still. But I was no. like, did, they already did a hit and run tour, and they did some shows in Detroit. There's a couple of shows in the Bay Area. You know, in but no, no more in Vegas. None in Vegas. No, no, not yeah. from the Billboard Awards. And then when he did the the um, the joint in 2013. Yeah, no, I I, don't, I may I may have gone all of 2015 without. Now, when you talk about the City Winery show, and like that being the best show, was that because like because as Bobby Z said. Bobby Z put it like when he was seeing him later in life that he was better now than he was 1999 Purple Rain era, which you did see him at. Is it because the music meant more to him or just that he was now becoming like more of a band leader? Like, what do you think made him better at the City Winery show? And aside from his energy. Look, it, 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 you I've seen him. I'm fortunate enough to see a number of after shows and, you know, uh, crowds ranging from literally where I'm the only person in the room to, uh, to, you know, a couple of hundred. And there's just, there's certain nights that just catch lightning. And it is usually because, so the Rex show was really all about him and he was playing, he loved playing the stuff from um, uh, the NPG gold, golden album. Like, so that, that was part of the Rex is that he loved, Play, he loved playing Johnny and black MFs in the house. And so at City Winery, I think it was more about giving people, I think you're right, it was giving people band leader. And at this point in time, he's not trying to prove anything. Like he's he's Prince, but he never stopped enjoying the music. And on a certain night when I don't know what it took for that to be it, it was just, it was every, it was everything. And that City Winery was that night, right? He had Luke sing some stuff, he had Liv sing some stuff. And the show literally went from two in the morning to six in the morning. We we walked out as the sun was coming up. As the sun was coming up on that August morning is when we walked. I'll never forget. I'll never. And, and I, I took somebody. I took a. I, I took a friend who had never gone to a. Uh, never gone to a print show. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Now. Aside from from that, as we're wrapping up right now for this show, we're going to 2016, the BET um, Awards tribute to him and everything else. And we'll talk about the Madonna shade. We'll talk about the Memorial Service. That'll be for Yes. Yes. Uh, Billboard Music Awards, how I was sitting in the audience. You can see me in a shot sitting in the audience about to pull out my, um, about to pull out my, uh, my, uh, my, my phone and say, send it. We saw it. Send it. 
That was you. That was you. Like, because immediately it hit right after the performance. I will tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you that there's a there's a awesome story around that that actually involves me standing in line at customs when I'm in Amsterdam on the way to go see a Radiohead concert. Very interesting. Like, yeah, we saw that. We got you. And I, and again, we'll, we'll go into it more next time. But when I saw you at the memorial service in 2016, I'm like, you got this, right? Yes. Got and we yes. Were, I just looked at you, I hugged you, and I'm just like, I knew that you were going to take care of it. There was no doubt. There was no doubt. And I look and I look forward to talking. I haven't I haven't talked about that show much. I haven't I I really because I couldn't. I just I couldn't. I I I I couldn't. It was like when like when Michael Jackson died. There was no. Never mind. I'll I'll save it for twenty sixteen for for that for yeah. the twenty sixteen show. It will not be a more. I want to be clear. It will not be a morose conversation because there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of joy around this right. and. Uh, there's a lot, there was just a lot of joy around it. And, and we'll, we'll go through kind of some storm stuff about, about Paisley park and what that meant and everything else being there this time for the first time since 2016. We'll so uh, be a very pot, like we will go through that day in April, but the whole conversation will be just celebrating Prince and other stuff and things that are going on now, vault tracks being released, other stuff going on, what we can look forward to in the future and what we can do to continue to keep his legacy going forward. Yes. But um hundred percent. So this one it's like part two. We got that little part in the middle. Yep. And then we're gonna go on it. And then anything that we miss, we're gonna cover. But anything that you guys want to know from 78 through 2010, make sure to watch part one. Part one part one was what was was three and a half hours? Yeah, it was close to four hours. And I had a broken freaking foot while doing it and no one knew. <laughs> I'm like elevated and just oh my god, but yes, it was a fun show. It was an amazing show. So and what I, else do you have going on, Mr. Versus? Uh so I could I couldn't do versus tonight because uh, my, my partner is on a plane and we can't we couldn't do it with him on a plane, uh, which is why I was I could I could I could do this uh, do this tonight. Um and uh yeah, just looking for watch for the American Music Awards. That's 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 probably the next, like, next thing I can tell you. And then Make, I don't know. How, do you have another photo that we can have for part three? <laughs> yeah. So I do, but yes, I do have. I have a photo for part three, but it, but it's the back photo. It's the, it's the companion photo to photo number one. That so is- photo number two, by the way, for, for this one, that was when, uh, that was from my. I, I'm very proud to say that if you go to YouTube and Google "best Prince interview ever," the interview that I did with him in 2004 pops up, and that's a still from from that interview awesome. um and so yeah so cool incredible so we'll set it up you yes. let know what time works for you let's not have so much time go by let's uh hold on a second hold on a second let's uh while, while y'all are here let's do it there's no reason i don't think there's any reason we should not do this next week if you're good next week i'm good next week I'm good next week next week same time 6 p.m until whenever just remind <laughs> me just just remind me we're good yeah, 20. and then, uh, we'll you know maybe you'll jump on Instagram and do another set because you'll have that energy going. But let's see. I did do that last time. All right, my man. <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by Ciroc. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then you can have like your shirts and everything ready. <laughs> contest. You yeah, I will definitely have tickets for that one. So, right. but uh, appreciate all pe- all people who are who are who are uh, appreciators of, of of Prince and his legacy and his music and 
what he brought to the culture. I love connecting with, with folks through 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 you, uh, Dr. Funkenberry, and uh, and everybody on there. And Loopers who come join, uh, we be doing it tomorrow. I don't know what we're gonna do, and we doing something tomorrow. All right. Gotcha. Hello. Make sure to watch that. Keep it going on Stephen Hill. I'm gonna wrap up. <laughs> But my man, good seeing you, and I'll see you next week. Good to see week. you next week. Just, just send a reminder. I got you. Gotcha. Thanks, man. See you Thank soon. You. Later. All right, guys. Stephen Hill. That was part two. Part three is just getting you, getting your appetite wet, and knowing that's going to be a long show. So you get a little hour break added on from the previous show, which was three and a half hours. What we're going to do is, is since the show was shorter than I planned. Um, we're going to be doing an after show. So give me around 10 minutes or so. I'm going to jump right back into the mix. We'll do the stuff going on. Give you donation links just because people ask right at the end of the shows. But we will be uh, getting more going on and just talking to you guys. But make sure if you haven't checked out part one, make sure you get that because he'll be going through 1999. Uh, dates that he went to covering the Super Bowl, the Gainsport show, and little conversations that he had with Prince and other things that were going on. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have been having a good week. It's been crazy hot here in LA. It's just um, around 104 degrees right now here. <laughs> and uh, even though it was 108 yesterday, it actually feels hotter today because of, uh, I want to say like swamp weather, but the humidity is ridiculous today. All right. So we're going to wrap up going off and I'll see you guys back here for an after show very shortly. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on YouTube, on Apple Music, Spotify, checking us out on Facebook Live, Twitch, all those other things. Hope this whet your appetite. And like I said, we'll be right back uh, with an after show within 10 minutes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Prince. Till uh, I see you shortly. Keep it funky.